Trek. Um, Riley Russell. Bill Norn. Also known as Beagle. That is true. Yes. Mostly because I refer to him as Beagle. Anyway, this is a podcast where we watch Star Trek The Next Generation, um, and we are also high. Oh, we have a tagline. We do, and you're really good at remembering it. To boldly go where everyone else has gone before, but this time, we're high. Very high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're watching, so we watched Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, I lived under a rock. My next door neighbor was Patrick Starr, so I didn't really experience pop culture like most people did. So I have never watched The Next Generation before. I know of it, obviously. I live in this world. Um, also, I listened to a podcast about it. So I know like all the characters. I know who they are. I know their names. I know small characters. I know important story bits, but I've never watched it. And watching something in context, you get a completely different read than you do just hearing about it. So we're experiencing that. And I was basically the opposite. I absorbed lots of media of various types, probably some at ages I shouldn't. Uh, and I had the privilege of being able to watch Star Trek as a child as it was aired. Uh, and so I have lived through it throughout my life and I have seen it at least a dozen times since it came out. And I actually have some experience in like film and our analog or my goodness. High track. It is high track. Uh, just to let you know, we are inebriated. Like yes. we are not at, we are specifically performing at a different standard than normal. That is very true. So some film classes in like college. So I'm not like didn't get a degree or anything, but I have analyzed my shows and recontextualized them throughout the years. So I can have various different perspectives on the show that I enjoy talking about and geeking out about. I guess that's me in a really long nutshell. That's Beagle. Born around a rock, me. That's Riley. Beagle, no shit. I'm a cultural bean? I don't know. That's right. That's not a saying, but it could be. We're going to make it one. We'll see. With the power of our will. We would benefit from it. <laughs> oh my god. It's amazing. Oh, I mean, he was stop and separate, save for that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, we're watching episode three. How the podcast works is we kind of record this little thing where, like, we talk about what we know about the, the episode. I know nothing about the episode. Uh, some of the episodes, like, if they're big story beats, I like like um, uh, Trial of Man or whatever. The one where where Data is like, if he might get kicked out. Oh yeah, and Picard's um, like Mr. Measure of Boy, Man. Measure of Man. Like I've I I have not seen that episode, but I've seen clips of it, and I know about that episode. I know the name of it. I know that episode, Measure of Man. But like Code of Honor, doesn't mean anything to me. Although the word honor makes me think of Worf. Yes, it would. Mm-hmm. Does it have anything to do with Worf this episode? You're in a position to uh, not know, and I don't think I want to spoil that for okay. you. Okay. Um, but it's definitely a big character beat okay. for someone. For is it Worf? You'll find out by our second segment. Oh, okay. Um, well, stay tuned to find out if I am correct or not. I'm gonna write that down. Is it Worf? <laughs> oh my goodness. I I know you. It sounds now absurd that I'm keeping that from you, but I like 
that you don't know. Do they have no idea that I'm just like, oh, that sounds like Worf because oh, yeah. Worf has to do with honor because that's a Klingon thing. And I know that, but I don't fucking know this episode. <laughs> and I just, I love giving the chance to have people anticipate something that is especially so old. Most people have seen it. Well, because that's the thing I've been like, because that's one of the interesting things about this is like, I've, I can't know spoilers because I know I, I have all the spoilers. Like, I know all the big spoilers and I, we, we, while recording this kind of don't know if we should spoil it for other people who haven't experienced it or not, which is hard to do when I, when we both know the spoilers, but I've never experienced it. Mm. Spoiler alert for all of uh, Star Trek. If you've never seen it, we will give initial spoilers away in the first segment. There are the big character beat stuff. That's going to get spoiled. I'm sorry. But, um, if you watch along with us, pause, you could actually catch up and be spoiled along with us if you happen to be in the unique situation that you've never seen this. Yeah, so so uh, we're going to watch the first part of it, pause, talk about what we've seen already, and then watch the last bit of it, and then do a wrap-up. Um, we do this because we're high. I don't know, like, I feel, <laughs> because I'm high, I have to tell you constantly that I am high. So that you understand that uh, I'm not functioning at my best memory. So even writing notes, like, because my notes can be stuff like, is it Worf? I'm not going to remember, is it Worf later on? So we pause it, talk about it in the middle. And you can watch around with us if you'd like. Yeah, uh, we have now decided to find the middle point. I do, so they don't get spoiled. Yeah, because I would have to look at the episode. This time it's 22 minutes and 10 seconds. That sounds right. Yeah, I sent them a message earlier so I could remember, and that usually helps me remember without having to be reminded. Yay, because that's the thing about photographic memory is you have to look at it. You can't just think it up. Oh shit, I never thought about that. I don't think I have photographic memory. Well, I mean, all of, I mean, all all of, of human do. beings have photographic memories. It's just, do you have like a perfect photographic memory or not? That I very much do not. 2210. Okay. 2210 is our mark. And nobody has like a perfect photographic memory that has been disproven. Uh, you can Google that. I don't have to care. Oh, if you disagree, you can mail me. Oh, yeah. Not, mail, not them. mail Beagle. I, I do not get the same serotonin boost that most people do with interacting online. So I find it draining and terrible and makes me, makes me panic sweat. And I think about talking to people online so i don't do that but beagle does yeah because i kind of like being able to take the time to look at the the message and create a suiting reply and not just interact on the spot which is what i believe riley prefers yes i much prefer to act on the spot yeah so, so that's how that works so i say ridiculous claims that i have remembered from an article that I read sometime in high school and then just hope that Beagle will back it up for me, solve all my problems. And if I know honestly that something has changed since then because sometimes things do change. Very well, yeah. Um, I, I will do a counterpoint, but I, I'm, other than that, and I'm not going to, yeah, just message me. Yeah, message <laughs> me with all of your concerns. Yes. Message Beagle. Oh, I, I guess uh, I'm assuming Riley would like fan mail, though, 
of things. I do like being praised. Like that does, that does give me Um, serotonin. That makes me happy. um, Yeah. So if you want to tell me something cool that I did, please message Beagle and he'll tell me. Okay. Oh, side note. I also enjoy that. Oh yeah. No, please tell us how good we are. We really like that. Yeah. Legitimately need it to survive and function. I mean, if, if you like us enough to put, like, one thumbs up, that even helps. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I live for it. Oh, this is like saying like and subscribe, I guess. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. It's a thing. What do, you, do, you, do you have to subscribe on podcasts? Is that a thing? I think it is. I use yeah. Spotify, and I usually, like, follow them. I don't yeah, think that's there's the same a rating There's also, I think, I'm going to be using Anchor. We are using Anchor right Ray. now. And that is connected to Spotify. But you can go to the Anchor website, and I think you can actually subscribe to the community there. I don't. I'm, I assume that later on we will record a thing that yeah. will tell you how to get listen to this podcast you're listening to. Yes, for sure. But there's also going to be. You can go through various. You know, it's going to be on Spotify. Anchor like auto populates it. So yeah, we're going to be on Spotify. I'm so excited. We are on Spotify. Concept. Say. I'm very excited about this concept. <laughs> yes. All my friends, you're gonna be getting so many links from me already, and then like you're gonna get to this this episode, and you'll be like, "Ugh, I know." Oh, just to be honest about what we've been doing, uh, we did record high time. High, high time, track. High time trip. Oh my goodness. High time. High tea time. High tea time. We did do that. The concept has been done. A lot of you probably already heard the segment at this point. You did. Un- Our unedited. famously popular Tea Time segment. Yes. Uh, we sent out a band teaser, uh, just a quick unedited to a lot of our friends who are amazing are... and listening to this and listen to this moment and note to share the keyword with me, purple unicorn. Yeah, you can do that. It's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did right before we did this episode. But you've probably already been put out earlier, so things are getting edited still. I still haven't gone back and edited our first episode yet. Yeah. But we did like uh, the I would minutes. like to point out that I've been, I'm, I'm awesome about not bother bugging you every single morning to edit the podcast because I really want to listen to it. Oh, you're w- wonderful at it. Thank you. I'm trying so hard. That's about 25% of the reason I said that you could use that five-minute clip. Because I'm just friends. like, please, please let me send a thing. I am an excited puppy. I... It is unfortunately my nature. Yeah, and kind of like that being around that energy, even if I don't have it. Yeah, it doesn't usually annoy me, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. This is wonderful. I I don't think I annoy people, but I feel like I annoy people because I know I take a lot of energy to be around. Yeah, if I needed a break, I think it would be something that you would perfectly respect. Oh yeah, I no, totally. Have not needed that yet. There we go. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are important. They are extremely important. Should always make them. Yeah. Oh yeah, so we're gonna watch the episode now. Or wait, did we have anything else? Did you want to talk? No, because you're we're not being spoiled. So. No. Um. Oh. Okay. So yeah, we kind of already talked about what I want to talk about. Um. Just important character beats. How many do you think there's going to be? You already think there's going to be one. For I because I'm pretty sure Worf's going to have a character beat. I mean, it's code of honor. Having having the knowledge of star trek that i already do i know that klingons are known for their honor and they were in like the previous no because they were the bad guys weren't they oh they were the bad guys and i actually don't were they know for their honor back then hey hey star trek nerds sorry i don't know 
Because I never Please really watched... Please write Beagle and tell us how Star Trek works. Um, I've never watched all of the original series. Well, after we're... So if we live to the age of 100 and we're still <laughs> doing this podcast, after we've watched all of the new Star Trek from the next generation on, watch Friends. I think there's like seven seasons of Friends. Maybe there's nine. And then we'll watch the original Star Trek. Yeah. Or people get really, really, really interested in my opinion on me watching the original Star Trek. Yes, I could do small segments because we don't just by myself. But you guys have to be really, like, insistent. As in pay him money. I didn't say that. If you pay him money. Capitalism ruins everything. It does. It does. (laughs) I'm sorry, people that don't live in America. No, I'm not. You're... You're lucky. Lucky. The world is a very complicated place. That's very true. I'm sorry. I take that back. Okay. So are we? So do, okay. So Worf. I'm just saying it's not fun. Anyway, yeah, it's not <laughs> right now. Like, really not. Um, I'm sure people have it worse. I'm sure people have it better. Yeah. My experience is still valid. I don't feel like it's fun. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I was trying to. Uh, I eventually wanted to say that's <laughs> what I meant. So we'll see how much of this ends up in the episode. Enjoy. Riley explains feelings. <laughs> That's Ugh. pretty much our podcast. About 95%. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Yay! I hope you enjoy it, because that's what we bring to the table. No, but seriously, the reason why I suggest that is because I think actually that might be an interesting idea that some people might enjoy. Hmm. And... Based on the amount of time that we can both be together at the same time, it would be many years away. But I'd be willing at some point to take that on if there's enough interest. Yeah. That's a better explanation of what I wanted to say. I have a very busy schedule, so I'm not always available to record. Um, and, and that's not me being like, look, I do a lot of things. No, I just, I like being busy. That's just who I am as a person. So I'm busy. But... I try to make sure that I have time to record the podcast. So this is all I have. I don't have time for another podcast. Yeah. All right. So if the writers are smart, Worf will be uh, have a major character beat in Code of Honor because that will link Worf and Honor will exist. And that's smart. Um, if the writers aren't smart, then I have no idea. Maybe Data will have a, Data will have a character beat. Oh, Riker? He hasn't done much. Well, except for Save the Day. Yeah, he did do that once. He did do Save the Day. Uh, no, Jordy, Jordy is already established as the class clown. Data is the annoying one. Riker is the one who saves the day. The only... I'm, I'm, I'm staring... <laughs> I am staring right now at the Netflix Black Splash screen. And so it has a picture of like the major cast. So I'm staring at a picture of them and I'm like, okay, cool. What did people do last episode? And so I'm like, okay... War fucked off. Jordy was the bad guy. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg wasn't in it yet. Data was annoying. Um, Riker saved the day. Um, Deanna Troy was in love with Riker. John Luke Picard was an annoying dad on a beach vacation who forgot his sunscreen. Um, and Beverly Crusher is in love with John Luke Picard. Yeah. Okay. So do we do we like keeping track of character beats? I do, because I like characters. Like, I'm a character-driven person, so I care a lot about characters. All right. In that case, I'm going to make sure I 
write down all the... Oh, yeah, we did talk about this last episode. Yeah. I'm going to write about what I think her character beats. You're going to write about what you think her character beats. Yeah, and we'll we'll compare. Exchange, yeah. Yeah. I just had another good idea that I had already had and implemented last episode. (laughs) Enjoy High Trek, where we are high. Yep. So in case you're ever curious about the experience of being high and what that would feel like, just listen to this podcast. You, too, can be confused about what you just said two minutes ago and also just feel euphoric. Enjoy responsibly. It is legal in our state. Also, we are above the age of 21. All true things. Yes. We're going to watch the episode now, I think. Do we need anything else? Are we good? No. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, uh, time code, uh, 22 minutes 10 and seconds. 10, 10 seconds. Uh, based off 10. Net, on Netflix. Yeah, we're watching the Netflix. Yeah, because time codes might be different on different I Yeah, I'm just making sure that's clear. Cool, let's watch the episode. Welcome back. All right, so this is our midpoint break. We have watched the first segment of season one, episode three, Code of Honor. And I am disappointed. Um, it's I my... know why. Um, do you want to go immediately into that? We could. Yeah, okay. Um, Unless I'll... you want to say something. Uh, just quickly, you probably already heard the outtakes, but this is the first time we try to actually actively record outtakes. You probably heard them by now, but I just wanted to announce, hey, in the timeline, if you wanted to know, this is when we executed that idea. <laughs> um, and if yeah. you've heard them by now, awesome. If you haven't, then that just means I've been too busy. Oh, and then but... I will, look, eventually I will turn into a TV character and start, like, messaging you every morning and being like, hey, Beagle, did you, did you edit the podcast by chance today? Or are you going to? Um, if I get to the point where I am doing well on editing my D&D stream, that's acceptable. Because then I should be able to add something. But until I, I am able to do I, that thing first... I, I mean, like, I, I understand that you have other things. Like, okay. Like, I 100% understand. There's going to get to a point where I'm going to be too excited. Okay. Um, there is a point... I am sated because I have my little link of tea time. We recorded tea time. Oh, yes. This is also where we did... That idea, which hi tea time. That, as we said earlier, you will have already heard of. Mm-hmm. And oh, real time update: my friend Isabel, shout out to Isabel, uh, Mile High Knitter on Instagram. Woo. Woo! She smokes the weed and she knits, as her tagline would like indicate. Yeah. Oh yeah, phone check. Yeah, no. So I only checked my phone once, and that was during the intro, and like that is how much engaged I was oh, with this episode. Good. I don't know oh, if it's a good thing. I was engaged with it because, like, I had a lot of, like, what? What? Nah. And then I, I luckily did not say those things and just wrote them down, although I might have said those things. Oh, you said something out loud. And I, oh, uh, if we did the outtakes, you will have already heard this, but um, that's how I interact with them during the episode. I believe that it's probably the most frustrated they'll ever get at me in their life is when I do not react to their reactions during the show and we don't talk about it. Uh, it's just like, because I, I like to talk about everything because that's what I like to do. And so like I'll be like, oh, I'm having a moment of, of emotion towards a scene and we should get into it right now. Fuck, we're doing a podcast. And right now? Is Gotta write it down. That kind of energy that is keeping me enjoying doing this project on a whole other level uh, because it is fun. I 
living through someone else's experience. It is, it is, like, it is really fun to record it. Like, I, I'm having fun. Apparently, I'm a fucking vampire. We <laughs> <laughs> should get a podcast out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love doing that. But... It's fun, it's fun. Yeah. No, okay, so, the note that I, on the stunning conclusion, before the break, I had wrote a note that said, Is it Worf? And now, no, it's not fucking Worf. What the fuck? Basically, the real reason is because Worf was a second tier or third tier, tertiary character at the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah, because they they didn't kill, they didn't plan to kill off Natasha Yar. There was something behind the scenes where she was leaving the show, and I should know, but no, I know it's pretty controversial. Like I, I've heard that they fucked fucked her, the actress over. Yeah, and that. To be honest, don't remember the details right now. I didn't even know I was going to All talk I just about know is that... I thought that they would move it, honestly. What? That... I thought that you knew it was going to be uh, Natasha. Yeah, I know she died. Yeah. Like, I know she gets killed off, and I know it's a controversial thing, but I didn't realize that Worf was so, like, nobody give a fuck about Worf. Like, I didn't realize that he only got wrote in as Worf because um, of fucking hiring of a hiring issue? Oh, yeah, issue? sort of. And Roddenberry, originally, from the article, some articles I read, didn't really like the idea of care of Worf having a lot of character building. Is um, that because he's a fucking Klingon and they didn't want to... No, it's just not what he envisioned for the show. To have a Klingon? Like, what? Not to have a Klingon. Uh, his, his idea to have the... I don't know. He did not... Argue against having a Klingon. I don't know if okay. that's his idea. Yeah, no, but, but he didn't want to. But he didn't want Worf the Klingon to be a main character. Well, when he first envisioned the show, no, he was like so far down on the list. He wasn't even one of the. He was like a side, a side. Character. Okay. He wasn't one of the like main character side characters. Yeah. So when that happened, that changed, and so he started getting his character built. He gets his character built. Oh yeah. I didn't know, but I didn't realize that, like, Worf's character is pretty much built whole cloth from the writers with very little direction and very little plotting. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really realize that until last year or two when I read some articles. I mean, that makes sense because, like, a lot of what I know of Worf's character is through other people's opinions of it. And the opinions that I've heard is that pretty much he doesn't have one. He's a shitty father. He's not honorable. You know, like, it's just, it's, he's all over the place. Uh, in Star Trek Next Generation, that is not incorrect, I think. Um, I have, I don't have a problem separating the Star Trek Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, can, but without the Deep Space Nine contextualization, that is a fair assessment, I okay. think. Because, like, that's, that's, um, that's how I've had Worf described to me as kind of, like, just a just-there person. Like, you know, has, doesn't really have a personality, is kind of a shitbird, but, like, you know, doesn't do anything interesting, doesn't have any really redeeming qualities, but doesn't have a lot of, like... He's not hateful. Like, you don't hate him. Yeah. He's just there. Good. Uh, what's, what's on your list? <laughs> Why isn't it Worf? Oh, yeah, because apparently um, of a, a staffing issue. Because of a staffing issue. It's not Worf. Basically, yeah. That... So, it's... Uh, so that changes my whole contextualization of like Worf's character, though. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that's really interesting for me as the next generation is this concept of having like a post-scarcity world because you have the replicator and you can pretty much make anything. So like there is no there is no scarcity when you can have anything. Yes, but they use that as a 
conflict plot point more more of a plot point in the series and they're doing that right now yeah no that's the thing is like because because the item that they have to get cannot be replicated in this episode and so they are uh, interacting with a uh, another culture of of communication of, of mm-hmm, building mm-hmm. of an alien culture and so it's very much like this anthropological um thing which is just dealt with really bad like just really bad like i have so many like i've we watched 22 minutes of it 22 minutes and 10 seconds of it and i like have like four notes that are just like picard is bad at this okay so we're gonna get into this this is still this is a side this is (laughs) the sticky note that we talked about yeah this is a sticky note but later in this episode (laughs) okay um, this mine might be a little bit longer because there's a concept I want to bring up and okay. it directly relates to it. Okay. Um, I believe that within the scope of the Star Trek to the Next Generation, I can make an argument for the Federation culture being the antithesis of colonial culture. Not anti-colonial, that's a whole other yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a, a anthropological observation. Just this is an can you can thing. you explain that a little bit more because I'm having a hard time in my high state grasping onto that concept. Okay, like it's an abstract concept. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I understand. Okay, <laughs> just making sure that's clear. I'm not. Gonna... All right, we've gone. Okay, hey, right. we've done the. Have you turned it off and then turned it off before? We are on the same page. All right, yeah. thank you. Okay, there we go. There we go. Okay, so you know colonialism being how a culture goes to another uh, culture. And then says, oh, you have a wonderful culture here. This is mine now. Yes. Um, specifically, yeah, that colonization, but the difference is one is forced. Yeah. And one is opted into. Okay. That is the crux of the argument. Versus, versus oh, hello, you have a fine culture here. Would you also like to be a part of our much superior culture? I mean, they don't even necessarily do that, I argue. I mean, I feel. So that's going to the argument yeah that, okay that is the argument that is the crux of it because yes. i feel like it is very much so would you <laughs> would you like to be a part of a much better society so yeah this is i guess that, that is the question of how, what they deal with this is how i maybe it would help you contextualize okay. my perspective they will use, that's gonna be a plot point here okay right they're doing it right now yeah and that's they're interacting with another culture and they're doing it to the point where millions could die just with uphold the prime directive mm-hmm. to not interfere with the culture. And I understand understand. the culture. Like your point is that okay, I I get what what the base of uh, of what you mean when you say antithesis of colonialism. Okay. Okay, because not anti-colonialism. Because anti-colonialism is pretty much just being like, oh hello, like uh, you're over there, I'm over here. If we want to interact with each other, we both um, understand that we are different cultures and, and thing. And if we want to mix, we want to mix. If we don't, what up? I'm over here. And I'm arguing that their perspective is to try to be open about their culture, but just to let people choose to come in when they want to. Okay. I mean, yeah. So. And mine's more of an organic, less of a knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Would you like to come over for breakfast for tea? So- I made a bunch of biscuits. I made them for you. You have to come over for tea. I made them for you. I guess another way to say is there a sim- or it's a friendly way to assimilate cultures. Yeah. Uh, 
a voluntary, friendly way to... I'm just saying that any trying to assimilate a culture is bad. If a culture organically assimilates to each other because they're interested in what they're doing, that's good. But if you go, hello, you over here, come learn about my culture. It's amazing. Also, do you want to Oh, they don't even do that. What? They don't even just, they don't even tell them to come here. What? They go, oh, they specifically like just show up in other cultures and go, hello, my culture is amazing. Would you like to come over? No, they show up and say, I would like to learn about your culture. That's how we grow. Oh, but no, they don't. They do it bad. No, I want to show you an example. They might do it bad. There's a lot of character beats. Yeah. This is a note I wanted to make and this is a good time to say it. There's too many for me to keep count of, so we're just going to go back to the format of you going to talk about. Basically, I'm saying we can now unstick the note. Oh, okay. Because we're, we're going just back? Gonna, let's just combine all the character beats and okay. we'll just talk about it all at once. All right, but, cool. That sounds good. Right. So, this is my assumption. Never mind. What, what are we talking about? Uh, I think I know what your problem is. What's my problem? Please tell me. I love it when people tell me what my problem okay. is. Purely a guess based off your reactions. People. Okay. Um, so she did react several times to scenes and I can understand the viewpoints that must be going through her head. They're ridiculous because as uh, they did in fact uh, use the word ridiculous, I believe. Yes, I did. So use the word ridiculous. So I'm going to high explain to you for a second. It's okay. Thank you. If that's okay. Please, please do. All right. I think it's because Picard was seemed clueless. Um, and based off one thing, like, why did they, uh, brief him earlier? Yeah. My thought was, and let's see what my exact note was, because I countered your... Okay. Your... Yeah, no, so I, I obviously, like, I wanted to stop and, like, talk about the episode while it was happening, where I'm like, yeah. uh, blah, because, like, because honestly what happened was, like, Picard just seems clueless. He seems so fucking clueless. And yes, you, right on, right on the fucking head. He was right. Um, Picard... Seems like he doesn't understand this culture, didn't read a fucking brief about him, like didn't do any kind of prep work at all to introduce to this culture. Also, like came with a really negative air towards this culture of already like like kind of trying to one up them and like already coming from this like place of of superiority to like I don't need to care about your culture because I'm better. My culture's better. My culture's better, so I don't have to give a shit about your culture. Which is is gross yes this is a whole bunch of character beats the whole discussion because there's the federation that we kind of talked about i think last episode it has its own story beats about the um the values of the federation for teach, example teach me teach me about star star trek teach me <laughs> teach me about will it. i leave that in there folks do it um all right we do this a lot i mean you're very, I'm, I'm high very... i'm fucking high <laughs> i'm going to get the hate mail anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> um Please send hate mail to Beagle. He loves getting hate mail. And also, please praise us because we're awesome. Thank you. If you're going to send hate mail, make it funny. Like, yeah. <sighs> Let me find some value. Don't just I, be toxic. Don't yeah. just be gross. Don't be toxic. Yeah. yeah. Be nice I'll, and funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest here. I'm going to be vulnerable. That, that shit hurts. No, 100. 100%. Yeah. Like, like... Uh, so, I forgot what you told me to tell you. <laughs> I went off on Picard and how he doesn't fucking know what he's oh, doing right. and he's a shitty leader and he's a shitty general, even though that's not his captain, the shitty captain. It's about how they show character growth because... He has to be media... shitty now to be better later. Not true. Hmm? He has to be shitty now to be better later. No. You can always be better. No. 
how would you get across bluntly those concepts to the character that the character will absorb and understand so the person watching it will understand the thought process it's literally how would you explain the monologue in someone's brain in a tv show like this where you only see it once they could just see it once in your lifetime okay but but it depends on what the show is trying to with what the concept they're trying to say with their story so like what because like so so i feel like they're unwillingly showing a very negative way of colonialism being viewed as a positive like it's saying no 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 it's okay to be a dick these people are uncivilized and the other aspect i was going to say is character growth because he doesn't always act like that okay so but that's how i that's how you saw it. I have perceived him up to now of, like, all of my responses to John McPicard have been negative. Except the first episode. Except the first... Because I, I, didn't, I didn't fucking know who he was yet. Yes, and uh, and I like the fact that you're taking it episode by episode. Yeah. Because I... There is definitely growth, and when you see these negative things throughout the series, I believe you'll see that they are no longer the case. Uh, oh! Mind if I talk about Data? Yeah. Um, when Data... Um, shut himself up mm-hmm. no one he from my viewpoint i saw that as oh he learned when not to overshare and they let him explore that to find because no one told him to shut up oh and my like i took that from a very negative point of view because like i i know that fucking feeling that dead-eyed stare of i've told you too many times to shut up fucking shut up and like or else like i've felt that and so like for me Having be having a person so uncomfortable in a in a job like thing where they feel like they have to shut up to keep the peace in the room, it just feels really gross. So it's okay for someone to overshare all the time. No, he was at work and he wasn't oversharing. He was giving him precise like information that would have might have been helpful in a situation where you don't know much. Like whatever you can learn is could be good. Well, from my experience, I guess. It's- I haven't experienced that. Well, he's not. Like, he's not sitting there being like, one time my aunt knew a person of this culture and they blah, 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 and she went on vacation there. And it was like, that's overshare. Like, that was no pertaining, like, thing. Like, gives a shit. But, like, that was scientific fact. He was just like, you're a scientific fact finder. That's always beneficial. Wasn't it also in the middle of a tense situation where they needed specific information to make decisive decisions was it pre or post tashiar getting attacked or getting kidnapped it was after was it after i feel like it was before no it was before was it before it was before it was at the very beginning of the episode i thought it was when they were explained to be polite hold on i'm gonna see my notes aren't in order so mine are no no it was the french one okay 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 that yeah that's the yeah when, okay, so I'm not. I'm gonna come back to this. I want to f- do the rest of my notes. the The whole episode is about resource scarcity, which pisses me off because I really, really like. Like, if the concept is to explore a world post scarcity, the only the only storylines the actors can think of are scarcity stories. <laughs> like, how bullshit is that? You're not gonna like my answer. Okay. It was written differently for a different era of people. <laughs> You're right, I'm not going to like your answer. 
because uh, and also you have to understand from my perspective i watched as a kid and i filled in a lot of details i like i like have historically like contextualized the data within itself yeah but like you're a kid i understand that you would do that as a kid oh. and so that's my perspective and it's harder to think outside of that oh, okay oh thank you thank you for expressing that yeah that might help yeah okay so like i'm i'm a lot harsher on it than your five-year-old self would have been oh oh 100 percent yeah like i i'm not saying you have valid points don't have valid points because you're not saying you have valid points <laughs> <laughs> who has valid points no one okay sorry uh, so uh, i'm not discrediting or saying anything like that but from my experience and okay. how i've viewed it and how i've chosen to contextualize it but i also feel confident because i i back that up with footnotes yeah and that is what is the crux of I, us having fun talking yeah i and i get it i get okay. that perspective of like it was a different time it's just it's what bothers me is that instead of taking like uh, and i haven't seen picard i haven't seen discovery i haven't seen those um so i don't know if this is true or not and maybe but like i don't feel like anyone's told me this that we are in a different time now and instead of taking the concept of star trek as a post-scarcity world even in Picard, even in Discovery, they're not focusing it on uh, being a post-scarcity world. They're focusing on colonization, not even colonization, because it's not, it's not, this is ours. Um, but like, but it is, it's like making sure that people know about our culture everywhere. I don't even know what concept, like that's, that's not colonialization, but it is something. Well, I'm, yeah, that's how the, yeah, it is but something. Like, but like, is that... Is that a good goal? Like, is that... I don't want to, like... That's what I'm saying. It's not their goal. Not... What, what is... What is their goal? Their Because that's all they're showing me. That's all they're doing. No, they're showing you their experiences. Yeah. That they're trying not to good achieve. at... Okay, so what are, they, what are they trying to achieve? They're trying to achieve understanding of the universe in all its forms. Scientifically, culturally, everything. And that is what they want to gather. They're out there exploring the universe. They're not out there saying, hey come be part of our empire that is not what they're doing at all oh shit they're just bad at it i mean they get better at it and some of us are right but like it, it feels out. like they should have been better already right so maybe because like isn't enterprise like isn't john link Picard? aren't they the best of the best like aren't they like exalted like aren't they like like these are all like a plus yeah people. i actually want to point that out again okay. because they're because he's bad at it we're learning about the federation along with him their ideals and he's having it's like an internal conflict like i'm a passive slate like i'm, I'm a blank yeah. slate this is how we connect and so that's why they like do an analogy for example oh, but it's just it's such bad writing to have that be your captain have it be a different character don't have your captain be the blank slate have but your he's second the one that gets command to make, he's the one that gets to make the decision it gives him the power to be the one to decide where does the federation fall what what is the value of the first the prime director but you can have that in a different way like because you can have it like like um like like socrates like like this idea of like of being like an all-knowing but fair ruler so you can have it where he understands but he's letting i'm gonna let this play out i know i know what i'm doing i'm gonna let this play out though like there's a difference between writing a character that way and writing a character who's just like i'm gonna let this play out because i'm right and it will play out to show that I'm right. I understand that as writing that you do not like. 
And I like it for the fact that it gives me agency in the show. Okay. Um, especially as a kid learning concepts. Yeah. And so... Give it to give it to Riker. Make that his, like, be, right. his thing is, like, I don't, I don't know shit. I'm but, second in command. I, we should do this. I think we should do this. This is dumb. Their culture is dumb. And then have John Lee Picard being, like, ah, oh, second in command. You don't understand that we, as explorers and anthropologists, have to understand that we have to come and see all cultures based on their best, you know, like... Like, we have to meet them where they are. We can't just come in here and assume that we're the best. We don't know their explanations and their society. And no, the the roles are reversed. So Riker is the one who's like, yo, whatever. Whatever floats your goat. You know, we're cool. We're cool. Don't hurt me. I don't hurt you. We're cool. That's Riker. But, like, John Luke Picard is just like, I'm fucking better than you. But he, like, said, hmm, got a suggestions and then followed their suggestions so it makes him better than them what like to be peaceful don't do this don't do that and he listened to them that's showing leadership qualities of... i mean like yeah but could he just not be a dick in the I, first I, place can but, he just be better right. from as the a perspective, human being from the understanding that i believe the character grows and the writer shows yes yeah. if we get there we get there right okay if we get there, we get there. I, I mean, but like, you do understand my perspective. Yeah. I don't have to keep you explaining it. Yeah, yeah. Time. You're saying like Picard gets better. That's part of what I said. Yes. Okay. So what's the other part? Uh, just understand it from the viewpoint of maybe a kid filling this in. So what I'm saying, I'm not saying that it that it that the that the perspective is not needed. Obviously, that perspective is needed. I'm saying that it would be better to have that perspective come from a different character than Picard. I guess I just read TV differently. Oh, okay. Or at least this episode. I just want everything that I experience to be the best that it can be. Okay. Hey, we're doing a podcast where we talk (laughs) about our different opinions and likes and dislikes, and this is what just happened. (laughs) Within this series, we view it differently, and I guess I want them to like what I like and how I like it, because I I want them to understand me better. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I like story. I'm very character driven. I'm very story driven. I really, really like watching characters and people interact with each other. That's what interests me about television. And if I know from watching like real interactions that this doesn't feel right, then it feels like a bad storytelling beat to me because it makes me aware of like that it's a TV show because it takes me out of it. Okay. That is a fair assessment based off contextualization. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was normal-ish. Ish. It's just, ugh. Actually, um, it was actually pretty normal without it being cable or premium TV. Yeah. Where you pay for, like, HBO. Yeah. This was normal storytelling. Yeah, like, we're, we're only on, like, third note. Cut out as much as you want to. We're at half an hour. Jesus. <laughs> Who knew that this random episode was going to be such a big fucking deal? It is a big fucking deal. I mean, there's so much that, like, really, like... Surprise. Yeah. Okay, um, so the whole episode is about resource scarcity, which, again, like, I really want Star Trek to not be about that. I want Star Trek to not be about... I want it to be about Star Trek. They don't use it very often, I don't think. And it's, like, it's so weird, because, like, that's that's what makes the future better, is that nobody... Everybody has their base needs covered. Like, that's why this idea of being able to go to other cultures and, and be anthropologists is that everyone is taken care of and nobody uses it nobody uses it as a part of their culture and it bothers me 
I can explain that. What? You want me to explain the post-secrecy thing a little bit? Um, that people at the time couldn't fathom it, so they didn't write it. I told you I contextualize, and I can back this up with things that they wrote. Okay. Um, we aren't there yet, but um, there are episodes that indicate, not indicate, almost explicitly say, they don't share technology because it's been bad. Share technology, you don't know how it's going to go, you could cause the extinction of a species. Yeah, I'm not so saying that you should ju- yeah. so you give people... Just give people no, 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 no. No, I'm saying that in one of the major back points of the society of how you would write the characters interacting is that they exist in a post-scarcity world. So they're not going to have the same feelings on objects, on other things, because cause, uh, there's no, there's nothing, like, there's no... You want a fucking table? You get a fucking table. You want some fucking food? You get some fucking food. There's no... You don't need greed because you get everything you need. That is a fair assessment, but I don't think they come from a place of greed to be- at all. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Is that like... Is like that's how their characters should be written. But constantly, they don't do that. And they also bring back episodes to... Let's go get the thing. We need the thing. I mean, you're just going to find some of that, but because those are basic plot points and you can only do it so many times in different ways. But, I mean, it's a very enjoyable, like, that's why we write it, is there's a thing we need. Yeah. How do we get the thing? But the the specific thing to post-scarcity um, plot points is very few. This is, and I think it's okay to do some of them sometimes. But okay. if it's, a, if anything is too often a plot point, it gets ridiculous. Like, you're going to probably get to the point where holodecks are ridiculous. Oh, I'm already there. Yeah, okay, exactly. So when the captain introduced Tashiar um, to to the other culture, uh, he, he specific. I heard him say, this is my cat, or this is my head of security, Natasha Yar. And I was like, is it Natasha? Have I been saying it wrong this whole time? And nobody fucking corrected me? What no. the fuck? And then I and then in the, the credits it says Tasha. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. They didn't fucking like they went with that take. <laughs> they nobody stopped him and be like, uh what's the fucking actor's name? John Luke Picard's actor? Yeah. Patrick Stewart. Oh, national treasure. <laughs> we shouldn't glorify any human being. Anyway, <laughs> nobody said like, hey, Patrick, yo, you want to do that line again, right? That shit happened. Yeah. It's not isolated incident for the time. The coffee cup in the oh, fucking yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones, yeah, yeah, yeah. they get a huge, like, big damaging, like, thing. No, that, that shit happened all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, I guess if you, like, it was like, oh, we only have this recording we only have this everyone has to go home in like an hour i'm not gonna fucking stop it natasha's close enough no because the internet i believe is people more complain about it so they have well to yeah well because like you can see it. it you can see it multiple times like you have like okay if i only have i'm only gonna watch this once 45 minutes you know like once a week right yeah like i'm my brain is not gonna hold that or notice that i mean we're pausing it we're talking about it we're analyzing it so i'm gonna pay more attention to it for sure but it's just a moment where I'm like, <laughs> yeah. am I wrong? No. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to tell you then, but I was going to save it for this. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I got so mad at the portrayal of the other culture. Not because of the other culture, but because it was written bad. This other culture is supposed to be like a very um, masculine-led, uh, very patriot- uh, pa- patriarchal, um, I guess where it's like men fight but then but then in the way that it was it's like because tasha yar the whole the whole fucking plot point is that tasha yar is a badass 
and they're like, oh my God, a woman badass? These aliens are incredibly strange. To have a woman badass, it's not like we're different and genders might be different and all we can't write any of that. Uh, but anyway, and then they said, uh, oh, women, women in our culture per own the land, men protect it. And I was like, record scratch moment in my brain where I was just like, wait, wait a second. So women control all the resources in this culture and the men just protect it. Well, then women would be at a way higher exalted space because like they're the ones who are like historically control of the resources. So if women own the land and men protect it, like you would, you would be in your behoove you to like, you know, like pick a very strong, good woman that could like, you know, do well and like feed you so you could protect it. Like that's how that culture would work. I'm going to do the thing where I tell you nothing. And I think that we will revisit this at the end of the episode. All right. Next time. I'm going to write it down on my notes. What should I write as my note for my notes? The culture is backwards. Works. I can't write with my vape pen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was the thing. Is like, I'm like, what? that's not how a culture like that would work at all. Um, Picard being a mm. shitty leader. Uh, <laughs> and by that, I mean like Jacar- Picard just looking like he doesn't fucking know shit. So anyway, Data has in the, it's in the, like we haven't even fucking got like past the oh, the quarter mark of this Data. episode. Data, thank you. I do appreciate you correcting me. Okay. I would don't want to be annoying. No, I will. I it it it's very important that I learn how to pronounce people's names correctly for me. And so like, but my brain sometimes doesn't. I mean, very you do it one with, way. It's yeah, hard to. Yeah, I'm way. very bad with nouns, and so like. People's nouns change. That's <clears throat> fine. I can learn how to do that. It just takes time, and I appreciate being corrected until I can get it right. Same. So anyway, so data, da- data, data, data. So data is like, uh, let me, let me. So they're they're culture. Or no, Tasha just gotten kidnapped, and then they're like, oh, this is this is like a different culture that we had on Earth. Blah blah blah. It's this word. It's f- uh, primitive language, or that's not used like called French. And I'm like, wait a second. Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc Picard is French. Like, that's a French name. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a fucking French language. What do you mean, the, the, the fairly used language, French language? That is a, that is a faux pas. A couple things. <coughs> Don't I? Try not to today, anyways. Um, they're trying to establish that it's been a couple hundred years... And French really was the dominant language for about 300 years, for example, in the Federation. I'm trying to think of a language that was used 300 years ago that I know of. Know of, but... Or know how the words were spoken. I mean, is Egyptian 300 years ago? Like, is that... You're a history person. Some of them are just dead. Hmm? Some languages are just dead. No, no, no. But is there is there a language from 300 years ago that I would know of? Oh, yeah, several. Like what? But all the major languages were spoken three... 300 years ago? Okay, so then, like... No, so, so well, no, I, no, no, no. Contextualize this for me. Oh, okay. All right, so... Latin existed. Latin existed 300 years ago, right? Yeah, you're not saying it didn't exist. We don't use just, it. Just don't use it. But I do know Latin phrases. But I wouldn't expect someone, if I, like, okay, so I guess if someone had a Latin name, um, is, is, oh, is Lucian I think a I Latin name? This. What? 
why I think Beta said what he said, these are the reasons. So okay. I'll lay them out, then you can see if they, any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds great. Do that. All right. So, one, they're trying to establish it's been many, many years. We're talking about, mm-hmm. what, 1700 was the top of the French, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And this is the 24th century. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about. That's over 500 years, right? Well, I don't know. That's over 500 person. years. So, it's old. Mm-hmm. Don't need to speak anymore because it's not really spoken. Okay. They're trying to establish that. Yeah. That it's not the dominant language. The dominant language, they never really talk about because it shows English. So, that's a writing thing. Yeah. I mean, common. They have common. Yeah. But they're not indicating that... I mean, that could be said. You could argue that that means that English could still be archaic because they... Kind of talk about USA as an afterthought sometimes. Okay, yeah. Okay, so this is common. Yeah, so okay. right now, I mean, Mandarin could be the dominant language on Earth, That's... but it's a, it's a universal translator. So... Yeah, but we are speaking hmm. common. We are not speaking English. We are speaking common. Got it. Oh, yeah. D&D is a thing, and yeah. that was a really good concept. Yes. That summed up everything I said. Yes. Right. And so it's just a subculture out of hundreds or thousands of languages data knows. And just because he knows the origin of the word doesn't mean that he knows that the card knows the origin of the word. And it also shows the character gives him a chance to show the terror growth that he will have, will have now known not to, to to make those connections because it's relevant. Because before it wasn't relevant because he didn't make the on-screen faux pas. They're trying to say he's like kind of a brand new baby, and this is how they exploit humanity. Okay. Does. That contextualizes it to make sense. Yeah. Good. Thank you. It could have been like French is like 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 Latin to to me now. They're trying to say that French is oh, like Latin shit, to me I now. I misunderstood you. I thought you were trying to say that. Never mind. Yeah. No. That's I can't okay. explain it. I'm high. But hey, I understand. All right. And so... if you don't understand listening to it in the podcast, well, you know what. <laughs> I love you anyway. I, I care I about think, you. You're a human yeah. being. And um, <laughs> enjoy your life. Have a great one. Don't be mean to people. <clears throat> just don't. I'm just being really bad at verbalizing my own thought process at the moment. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, so next. Yeah, next. Um, oh, fucking up Rikers and Data's characters. Okay, hmm. so I feel like they give Data... Riker's Riker character beats and Riker Data character beats. They, I think, I think the writers interchange Data and Riker's characters um, based on just convenience versus any like actual good writing. And I don't mean good as in good and bad ethically. I just mean like the uh, forward thinking writing. Yeah, like I just like the most the easiest to understand writing. I think I like that term. It makes me understand what you mean better. Okay, the easiest way, or the most the, li- the mo- more linear the more linear way of doing things, the less convoluted. Oh, shit, I already forgot. I'm gonna oh, fuck the least difficult way. The least difficult way. Something like that. Okay, oh, the simplest way, the yeah. most basic way. No. Explain your concept again. Maybe I can say it again. Uh, that Riker and Data they they put they give they give Riker oh. lines that should have been given to Data and they give Data lines should, that the should have been given to the least forward thinking way because they weren't solidifying the character. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Yeah, that's probably fair. It's the first season they didn't know they're going to get renewed. Okay. 
Yeah, that um, may okay. So, so they just probably didn't pay as much attention. Yeah. But they are developed later in the series. Yeah, it's just, it's just because I know how they develop, I'm just like, you just look, like, I, hindsight 2020, yeah. I, uh, I know that you should have written this better. Okay. I mean, I don't disagree with that yeah. at like, all. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I'm bringing up. It's just like, this doesn't feel genuine. This doesn't feel like, like I'm, I'm pretty much like just My... critiquing it. I'm fucking critiquing. <laughs> I have childhood nostalgia to fall back on. Plus <laughs> that overly, I don't know, repetitive mind. Yeah. Uh, to fall back on. So it's two very contrasting um, experiences when we're decontextualizing this movie in yeah, your own life. Yeah, which is why we're doing a podcast. Which is why we're doing a podcast. Hi, Chuck! <laughs> okay. I had a specific example of when they were talking, but I can't remember what it is. By then I put, it's idiotic to have this episode be connected to Tashiar and not Worf, but um, it's not actually, because apparently Worf, not a main character, brought in later as a main character. Yep. But I just didn't know that. From my understanding, that is how that happened. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, that's the end of my notes. How about your notes? There was, um... for 17 hours. Hmm. 15 minutes. 17 hours. Uh, we covered most of the stuff that I think is relevant. Oh, things that we, I just kind of wanted to point out. Um, they were building on the uh, lore of the Federation by this is how we train our officers. They're establishing her our, and the character beat for Tasha at seven. Sure is badass. Like, yeah, I could do two, three or four, but <laughs> one's good enough for me. One's good enough Thanks. for me. She didn't say it like that, but you know. No, no, it was like literally. It's genuine from her No, Tasha Yar is a badass that came over like real fucking hot. Yeah. Tasha Yar's a badass. She could fucking take down anyone. Badass Tasha Yar. Yeah. And so that's that was a character beat that we didn't touch on yet. Um, I just knew it in my soul. Yeah. Oh, here's a scene that you actually had facial, res- or facial expressions I and, did? and noises about. Okay, what? When Captain Picard and Beverly interacted and then Wesley. The reason why I thought you, my first perspective that I thought could be a critique was it's fucking cheesy as hell. It was fucking cheesy as hell. Oh my god. That was literally it. Yeah. They were just being fucking cheesy as shit. It was a weird segment to put in. It felt real forced and just real weird and real fucking cheesy. But like, but like cheesy in that way that's like, that's almost lovable. Uh, So I came up with a concept, I think it was like yesterday of uh, camp is knowing how to hide the duct tape. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like, like camp, the definition of camp is, like, we understand that our budget isn't good enough. We understand that, like, what we're doing is, like, we're not going to be as high-tech as anything else. But we care so much that we're going to hide this duct tape the best we fucking can. <laughs> and, like, that's how I feel about camp. And I feel like that the moment between Beverly and Jean-Luc Picard just felt just so awkward and so forced. But they were doing it. To their heart, their heart, what they were acting their hearts out. If I was there, if they were in elementary school and like this was their like fifth grade production, I'd be like fucking standing ovations <laughs> on this line read. So yeah, um, completely right with that. Still a character beat <laughs> because of the content of that scene. Oh, um, why Wesley? <laughs> then why? Wesley has to come up. Does it was all that reshoots? Because it fucking felt like reshoots. I don't fucking know. Okay. It's very hey, possible. Tell Beagle and then he'll tell me. Like, right how how do people contact you? Through our Patreon. Oh that my god. You, we're doing that? We're oh, doing yeah. a Patreon. 
That is the easiest way to contact us. Um, you don't have to give us money. You we'll, don't have we'll to give post us money. Shit. Like, we'll, Everything's like, free. It's just it's uh, a lot we'll, easier. Well, right now. Outta- outtakes might. We for, we might figure know. out a thing. We might not. Who the we, fuck knows? We I don't know, know man. It's Kevin, all our episodes are free. We have to monitorize, monitorize having fun because we can't afford to eat. That makes me cry. I know, but it's reality. Great. <laughs> So anyway, we don't know exactly what we might or might not monitorize, yeah, depending on if you guys not, want to give us money or definitely not. not the full episode. Yeah, no, fuck no. Episodes are always going to be free. Yeah, that's going to be free. Uh, but like outtakes and shit, we haven't, we haven't decided. But, um, but yeah, no, on Patreon, we're mostly going to be using it as a way to contact mostly Beagle. I probably will not yeah. do any behind the scenes I'll shit. be managing the Patreon. Yeah, just, yeah. But, but, you know, that way you don't, because... You know, have to have like a Facebook or a Twitter or one of those things. Boom, Patreon, one place, one stop shopping. Yeah. We'll probably put it on a Twitter and all the other things because capitalism yeah. or I don't <clears> know, something. <throat> capitalism is my excuse for everything today. Always good excuse. <laughs> so um, yeah, and then it, that they were in, they tagged on Wesley to be a part of the scene, and so that was a character beat for Wesley because he got to sit at Starfleet operations, which was also a character beat for the relationship between Wesley okay. and Cat McCard. So why did he now? So here's the thing: is like I don't understand that scene because I don't understand why he needed to be in on cop operations. Was it mostly like my son is really interested in being a pilot? And I am the doctor on this airline, so could my son sit next to you? It could be viewed that way, but I chose not to. Okay. Um, I feel it more of like, hey, I mean, she pulled some strings. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Um, I, I don't think she did it that way. She's like, uh, I'm pulling the friend card. You can say no. But Oh, hey, this is a big ask, so 100% understand if you're going to say no. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, that makes me feel better. Yeah, because they had the nice interaction. It was really cute. And yeah. Like, oh, I mean, you know, you ordered to stay off the bridge, but my son's really blah, blah, blah. And he wants to have a relationship with Wesley, I think, because it's Look, his Look, I understand when we kid. all got drunk the other month because of a virus that my son did take over the ship, but he's a child. And um, please let him back. He also saved the ship. It was, it was uh, Bush. It's his fault. He took out all the chips and played. Uh-huh. It was an adult that did it. He specifically said that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I contextualize everything with what I see. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Right. Like that. That's that's the podcast. Yeah. I should stop saying sorry so much. You should always apologize for making a podcast. There are enough podcasts. The podcast resources are so <laughs> thin, and here we are, making more content. <clears throat> sorry, guys. So I guess my point was character beat. Yeah. Because uh, of uh, it's Wesley's his character end. not having consequences to actions like taking over the fucking ship. Yeah, basically. Yeah. If you're cute, you can get away. If, if you're cute, you can get away with anything. I don't think he was cute. He was just smart. <sighs> mm, I don't know enough about his character. I'll have to watch. Yeah. It's true. We'll see what happens. Mm hmm. Also gave a chance for the character to show that he's softening the children and he's being Because that's the thing. It's like, it's not really a character beat enough to feel legitimate because it's just like, I don't like kids. They're kids. (coughs) Your position number two is to deal with these fucking icky germ machines that are on my ship. And then he never has like another anti-children episode for the first three that is 
anyway shows him negative towards children. I mean, like, yeah, I don't want a fucking idiot teenager on my ship while I'm trying to fucking work. Now you're telling the story in a completely different way than anyone would ever tell it back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, but I'm telling it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just restating this this. <laughs> opinion so here so one of my favorite things about talking about media that how i because apparently i have a very different experience than the average person which is just bizarro to me but uh like my i used to work at a library and one of my coworkers, we had to walk like um, a seven minute walk between the library building and the parking lot that we could park for free in and so we in, in shift we'd all walk together um and I would talk about books. We would talk about books. We all read books. And so I was talking about this one book and I said, I hated this book. It made me really upset. These were the reason why it made me really upset. And then my friend's like, I feel like we read different books. Yeah. And like that happens to me a lot. But like I like letting people know that sometimes you read different books. Like sometimes you're reading the same book. Everyone has a different interpretation of stuff. So like their interpretation isn't wrong. Sometimes we just read different books. Right. I'm just trying to sell you in my interpretation. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's, like, that's why we're doing a podcast. <clears throat> that's something that will probably come up in my view of culture, but it's almost like a fun way to share culture, cultural experience. We're yeah. A culture of two, mm-hmm. which we're expanding to all of our listeners. So we're all creating a culture together yeah. by listening to this conversation and joining in on the conversation. Yeah. And that's a fun awesome. way to deal with culture, cultural exchange. It really is. Th- there's my cultural perspective from what i've learned anyways no. um moving on oh i don't really want to talk about it but there's an sg1 link because they also star trek is known for exploring cultures which um, is SG- oh, Star- oh stargate. stargate stargate yeah stargate i watched that some of it i've watched episodes oh, okay then it might be more i've watched more episodes of stargate atlantis than i did the original i watched the movie Okay. There was a movie. I saw it. No, the show is more explicit to what I'm talking about. Okay. Basically, they explored I different facets of the rock, human. In case you forgot <laughs> from the first part, I didn't get to experience pop culture like most people did, and um, apparently, Stargate was just not on on the approved list mm. of media I was allowed to consume. But the military, anyways. That's another conversation. Different, different, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's basically the uses of you to explore human experience or human cultures of the past. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Star Trek uh, does that. Uh, the original series, from my understanding, did that a lot. Different times, different experiences. Yeah, different. and like just different. I the culture had a different idea of what was tolerable and what was not um, yeah. than I personally do. And so it's. Um, yeah, that that was the link, and they still do that some in this. They explore cultural stuff, but sometimes it's more made up stuff because they do do create more hardcore lore in the Next Generation than they did in the original. I think. Okay. There's more to draw from that is. Um, no, I think hardcore broader. lore like was a thing that it was accidentally stumbled upon, where it's like, oh, people give a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> oh shit! People give a shit. <clears throat> Hold on, we can profit right. from people giving a shit. Let's do it. And uh, that was it. Alright. <clears throat> so that is only us watching half a fucking episode. Oh, shit. I know. Oh, my God. Maybe a lot of the times uh, the second, if it's a big front-loaded episode, the second part is usually not <laughs> as good because they're like, oh, shit, we have a lot of concepts to wrap up and we don't know how. Yeah, so I'm dying. Don't die.
if you never hear about this, then I died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> like, I, don't want I find that it to fucking happen. hilarious. <laughs> no, like so I just like. That's fair. It is. It was definitely self-deprecating. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're probably. Yeah. Pause. Uh, we'll see you. We'll see you. Um, once we finish the episode. And we are starting from on Netflix twenty-two ten. Talk to you shortly. Hello and welcome back to our last segment where we uh wrap up the episode and yeah we wrap up the episode. We wrap up the episode. So. We just finished watching season one, episode three of Code of Honor for Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, I had a note at the beginning of the last thing was badly culture, badly written, and um, I still agree with my statement. Okay. It just seemed like your understanding of how it was and why it wasn't shown that way was exactly right, and they explained it. In a way that sounds satisfying. Well, I mean, frustrating, I mean, like, but satisfying. yeah, because pretty much they're like, oh, women, women own prop, like women own the property, and I have no riches unless I have a woman. So I'm gonna try to murder my wife. Oh yeah, he's. I would not say that he's a I good character. It doesn't seem like it makes any sense. I don't know. I don't have a lot of other notes. Oh, the fight battle was so fucking cool. Like their their whole like. Weird jungle gym platform thing <laughs> with like weird claw arms. I was just like, "Fuck, this is how I want to VR play Smash Bro." Like, I want, <laughs> I want this stage, and I want to jump around and like, like hit enemies. I'm glad that still holds up then. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, I just like. That's the thing is, like, that happens a lot where, like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm all fired up for this episode. And then, like, the last part of the episode, I'm like, yeah, everything concluded. That oh, was all right. It was probably about <laughs> what I thought. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Now what? Well, uh, we're keeping track of how many times they mentioned the Prime Directive. Oh, yeah. The they mentioned it twice. Oh, fuck. That's what I wanted to talk about. Number yeah. one, I checked my phone three times, and pretty much towards the end of the episode, I was just on my phone. Uh... And that's mostly because I just kind of, like, once the conclusions is reached, I kind of, like, just zone out. Uh, yeah, Prime Directive. Okay, so I feel like what their concept around the Prime Directive is really muddled and changes from, like, moment to moment. So, like, the whole episode was pretty much, like, isn't following primitive cultures silly? Yeah, but that's the prime directive. We can't just go in there and murk everyone and take the vaccine because we can. Gotta be like their primitive cultures. That's respect. I mean, maybe, but that was still progressive at the time. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, God. Wow, yeah. really? Thinking about like a whole other culture is primitive, but necessary? Like, yes, they're... <laughs> Let's not get it wrong. They're primitive and much less than us and pretty fucked up but we and all of our amazing betterment are just not gonna try to change how they work and that's pretty good of us pat on the back I that was progressive yeah because this was progressive at the time because they're talking about respecting other cultures and not trying to influence them even if you might and this is to an extreme even if they might 
do good, there's a chance that there's an equal bet, so we shouldn't be playing So we shouldn't God. do anything at all. Yeah, it's, it's, that's just weird, though. Like, that's just a weird perspective to come from. The antithesis of colonialism. Yeah. Because it's all about interference. This is about non-interference. Yeah. That's kind of another aspect of what I was trying to Okay, no, I, yeah. And this episode, I think, showed it. They well, want yeah, to highlight like, the... Ver- so this is a... Sorry. Well, I was just saying that they highlight at the very end that um, they were fully aware that they could have completely overpowered them at any time, but they still chose to use the cultural rules in order within the confines of the Prime Directive as best they could, even when it was risking millions of lives. Yeah, so one of the interesting things, if you, talk, if you think about it like as the story, so episode uh, one on two mm-hmm. or one on uh, Netflix is like... It was a pretty hardcore punch of, this is Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, it was a very good introductory episode of encapsulating, like, this is our beats, this is what we look like, this is who we are, these are the things you're going to expect here. You know, it was a real good, hard to punch, hey, pay attention to me, I'm awesome. Episode two was a really good way of introducing the characters. So, like, you know, like, here in this weird drunk state you can learn the true nature of our characters without having them awkwardly reveal their true nature in a way that would feel forced if we did it right now without this ruse mm-hmm. and so it had a real good way of introducing characters and this episode i think what they're trying to do is introduce the federation that's a fair assessment i would agree with that i don't feel like they did such a good job as they did with characters as they did with mm-hmm. with star trek i mean i wouldn't disagree with you Thinking back, if this is my first introduction, it wouldn't be as satisfying as it could have been. But it's really hard to introduce that kind of concept, I think. Well, because like you're 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 pretty much you're trying to introduce a benevolent dictatorship, right? No, that, they vote. It's more. Of a oh, republic. do they? So, so a benevolent. It's a, it's a democratic repu- republic. De- okay, but it's but they're seen as benevolent. They're seen as generous. They're seen as, you know, that's the concept behind them. That is a major aspect. Okay. That is like a core identity of the uh, Federation. Yeah. This is a very interesting way of trying to portray the Federation. And like the military and the background of the characters and the society that they have to work in, into. I don't feel like it, I don't feel like it adaptly like explains it very well. Adaptly? I don't know if that's a word. Who gives a fuck? I think you meant adeptly. Adeptly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from the context of only seeing a few, literally three episodes, three four episodes, one two parter. Anyways, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. I I believe you'll see that it evolves and they build upon the every time they use it as a uh, plot point, you gain a further understanding of the Federation. Okay, and it's different perspectives. Measure of Roman is a good one because they're literally doing Federation law. Okay. I've heard about that one. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Measure of a Man is like, is, it is peak, I think, the definition of what the show became. Like, if you had a time capsule, like, a episode to just be like, this, if you only see one episode, this is the episode to understand what it's about. It would be in my top, for sure. Okay. I'll concede to that. It is one of the best episodes. And I think you're probably right. You get lots, lots of the Federation ideals. Because they're arguing Federation ideals. Yeah. 
Literally. So, yeah. Wait, why wouldn't you? Oh, because you haven't really introduced, like, a relationship with Data. I was like, well, Federation, uh, the, the Measure of a Man would be a way better episode in explaining the Federation. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's terrible. Maybe you'll find out. Uh, the legal beagle guy said it wasn't that bad. I, like, I feel like positive. I might have watched that episode. I linked it to you, so I think oh, you should have watched it. Oh, I did, in um, fact. I wasn't high, so I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> Disagree with some of his assumptions, but part of it was he had I do a like legal eagle. About, um, legal, yeah. He has sponsor legal beagle or whatever. I think legal beagle, I think. I thought it was legal eagle. I thought it was a play on legal eagle. Oh, that would be funny. Maybe you just said beagle enough. It's being imprinted <laughs> on my mind. Beagle, beagle, <laughs> beagle, ha! Apparently, it's working. So Lego yeah, was strong. I, I think the more you get exposed to the episode i think the more nuance it would become yeah it's um i'm really like i'm not i'm not like sorry we have to cancel a podcast i fucking hate this show like i'm i'm interested into watching more episodes and seeing how they progress good yes like like i I will come down to it like i enjoyed watching it like i did like i didn't hate that experience i mean was it a good episode i don't know it was entertaining Going back to the first episode, you said that you were surprised to find that there is a show that's trying. Yeah. Do you still feel they're trying? Yes. Okay. I feel, no, I feel like there's a lot of effort being put into this. This is not, like, people care. Like, the message may be a little muddled. It may be not exactly how I would put it. It may be not as eloquent as I want it to be. But, like, they are trying. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. We should always point out how I actually am enjoying myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to recognize when you're having a good time. No, well, that's the thing. It's like, I'm a very passionate person, and so um, I will, like, get really passionate about stupid shit and then, like, back off because it doesn't matter to me, and then, like, people don't get that, like, just because my voice is intense does not mean I'm upset. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying myself. Oh, um, was, that was all? Oh, I was on me. <laughs> Yeah, Oops. we were on your, your list. So yeah, the two times they talked about the Prime Directive. So we kind of talked about that. I don't remember the specific two times off right now. I'm drawing a blank, so we can't get into detail. Yeah, we talked about the... It's kind of like the basics of the Prime Directive. How can we boil it down to its most simple concept? And they were pretty succinct at one point. Well, because um, they were trying to show a thing where it's like, we could win by force or we can win by negotiation. And isn't it easier to win by negotiation and accept... Um, some trials and some risks to our personal health versus destroying a whole civilization. Yeah, basically something like that. Yeah. And so I, I thought mean, that was important to point out. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. And, like, uh, on paper, that's it's a really good moral. I just don't feel like it was presented very well. Right. Oh, character beat a little bit. Um, dealing with hard and being a mentor. Mm-hmm. The relationship with just the small interaction with uh, Wesley, it's these small interactions that build up to a larger story, I think. Oh, yeah, the idea that he didn't freak out because Wesley was on the bridge. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and, and he can probably come back again. Um, oh, so like, yeah, that was weird, because I was like, because I, I do, I have this problem where, like, I can't, sometimes I can't just enjoy a show for what it is. Mm. Um, I get real sucked into, like, Okay, that's ridiculous. No captain would be like, oh, yes, teenager who's not um, authorized to be here, nor been trained, nor signed an NDA or, like, any kind of license. Like, you're not, you're not 
like insured to be on this deck. We really should not have you here. But yeah, come back and press some buttons again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's this just is how it works. It's just like fucking blows my mind. Where I'm just like, this would never. This would never pass muster. Like. Not in our current culture. Like, just, and understand, no. I can't imagine, like, in a more advanced culture, it would just be like, eh, it's not a fucking kid on the starship. I mean, you have to think that he is a Starfleet officer. I mean, his father was a Starfleet officer, his mom's a Starfleet officer, and he has friends with the cap, or his parents are friends with the captain. So he is most definitely getting special treatment. And even nowadays, like, I have friends that. There's, like, space camp on the base, and you get to go to the base and yeah. get around where normally you wouldn't be able to go around. Yeah, no, like, definitely, like, your position and where you were, where you're born in gives you special benefits. But, like, that it would be, like, yeah, you get to hang out on, like, like, not, yeah, go ahead and sit down on a fucking, like, on the control ship panel, which probably has way different access abilities than any other fucking terminal, and just have fun, teenager. Not, like, yeah, the, like, like, it would be, like... You know what? If you're a good kid, we'll let you give coffee to the captain. Wouldn't that be fun? That's what I would expect giving Wesley. Right. And that's completely reasonable within our current cultural mindset. Yeah, and it's uh, very hard for me to expect that. It takes me out of it. It helps that I was introduced to it younger, so I imagined... Suspend my disbelief enough to say because I want to press the because you wanted to press the buttons because you also wanted to press the buttons. You were like, fuck yeah, button pressing. And it was... Well, no, I mean, just, yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, I want to press the buttons. <laughs> if there was ever a time that even if there is a fucking, like, cardboard cutout fucking marker to look like the Enterprise, like, deck, and they're like, do you want to go press the fake buttons? I'd be like, oh, my God, I want to press the fake buttons. Yeah, no, I get it. And, and then there's, like, I can show examples of, like, they have a complete... Their culture is so different. First, post-scarcity. Yeah. And then um, there's other episodes that talk about... Oh, there's a DS9 thing. Oops. Never mind. My bad. You can't keep your Star Treks. No. I'll keep them separated. Whew. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's fucking right. So basically, there... I'm just going to say it. There hasn't been a, a bombing on Earth in over 100 years. Mm. Like, not no... Terrorist bombings, nothing. Oh, anything. shit. So, like, Earth is safe. Like, life is safe. So, like, it, oh, it, like, it's it was frequently back... called a paradise. Oh, okay. So, no, it's not like back in the 70s where everybody left their door unlocked and therefore a lot of people got murdered. Kind of utopia, right? Like, no one got murdered. Okay. Yeah. Like, because people... people, like, don't you remember when people unlocked their doors or have their doors unlocked? Yeah, back then people got murdered all the time. Yeah, that could be. I haven't looked at the statistical data. But, like, but like the sense. murder rates have decreased. That makes sense, yeah. Because it's hard to get inside. Yeah. 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 But no, they... I mean, it doesn't mean that it was idyllic back then. Correct. Just because you could leave your door unlocked. Some people got murdered. If this were... We're literally building up, it's idyllic. Okay. And it's not retrospective. Yeah, they they established that in a better way then. It just hasn't character. been established yet. Do they... They, um, they, they will get more de- detailed. Again, <laughs> for, first four episodes of... Like over hundred episodes, we're not yeah. even five percent away through yet. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> Fucking amazing. Oh, uh, but next episode is going to be uh, the Frankie episode this time. Okay. So we get to uh, contextualize Frankie. That's exciting. In Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited because all I know about them is that 
I've been told that they are a racial, race, racist Jewish stereotype as a culture. And apparently that's not exactly how they come off in context. So I am very interested in, in this concept. Yeah, because they're pretty blatant about, they literally say what they relate to in human history. Mm-hmm. And so I took it on face value. Yeah, I'm and really interested. That, I want to see. Yeah. I want to see. So that that's going to probably be a theme for part of our show, the the talk about the Ferengi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try not to talk about DS9 Ferengi because they Impossible. are kind of different. Okay. Um, they, they did get changed after season one. I don't know what Ferengi episode it is. I just know that there are Ferengi, and that's exciting to find out about. Yeah. Do you know the title of the next episode? I do not. Yes, I do, it's in fact, totally know the episode. It's, it's, it's I wrote it down on my really notes. really awkward. Oh, you wrote it down. Uh, oh, never mind. The Last Outpost. Oh, The Last Outpost. Yeah. The last one. It is The Last Outpost, literally. Like, uh, in distance or in numerous? Within context of the episode. Oh. So, like, it's not like The Last the last Outpost on the left? No. It's probably the one on the right. It's probably the one on the right. Well, technically, it's on its left and right, because, you know. Space. <laughs> it is the final frontier here. Although I don't know, I don't think we've checked the ocean very well. Uh, watch uh Star Trek. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, Star Trek vo- or Voyage Home, the fourth movie. Do they do they chill in the ocean? <laughs> they do stuff about the ocean. Yes. <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully we'll live nice long lives, and you guys really enjoy this podcast. And someday, someday we will watch. That movie, maybe? Yeah, I think it'd be a fun little special break from the episodes. Yeah. And do a do a movie. Who knows? Just wanted to bring up the Picard mentor thing. The what? Oh, the Picard mentor yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so, I'm interested. I think it's two more episodes, and it's just all about that. Ugh. Yeah. I'm well, it's a fun... interested. It's a fun episode. Okay. But that's also where... Sorry, sometimes wrong. my face um, makes reactions, and I vocalize two things that make it seem like I am disgusted with the, the thing and that's just a jerk reaction to my stomach and then I have to back off and be like well that's kind of an overreaction and just because I don't appreciate the writing currently doesn't mean that other people don't and so I'm doing my best here thank you did wonderfully thank you has been high track where we boldly go where, where we everyone's gone before, before but this time we're high Very you high. guys Have a wonderful night.